Let's go find out what's going on in Comey world. Now, yesterday, uh, we had a conversation with Jake Tapper, and I haven't heard anybody else bring this up, so this is probably reckless speculation on my part, but uh, it, it poses an interesting legal question, so we put out the old bat signal and said, let's drag Royal Oaks in here at an early hour again and see if we can play... Uh, Guess along with McIntyre on this one. So it's a pleasure to welcome back KBC's legal analyst, Royal Oaks. Good morning, Mr. Oaks. Hey, good morning, Doug. How are you? Hey, uh, Royal, because the president clearly ha- has the authority to fire the FBI director, and even Comey said he could fire the FBI director for any reason or no reason. And there's no question about that. However, the Constitution seems to be pretty clear that the president can also ban foreign nationals from coming into the country for whatever reason he wants, except federal uh, judges said, oh, no, you can't. You can't do that because in the past you said that you wanted to ban Muslims. And therefore, this is a civil rights freedom of religion violation. Now, my question was, because uh, the president has previously and repeatedly said that James Comey uh, had guts to do what he did with Hillary Clinton and praised him for the very thing that he has now fired him for, And in his termination letter, even referred to uh, the three private conversations that he allegedly had with the FBI director, basically exonerating him from any personal inquiry into the uh, Russian situation. Couldn't a federal judge say, wait a second, because of your previous statements, this firing should be should be stayed uh, because you have given us indication that there's a different agenda behind this. You know, you really could be on to something, Doug, in the sense that, let's start at the beginning. We talk about an at-will employee that the FBI director was. Well, what does that mean? It means you don't have to give legal cause. You don't have to demonstrate, oh, you're doing a terrible job and so on. Because if you fail to prove legal cause, then he goes to court and he says, hey, here's my lawsuit. Like, for instance, when KBC fired me, they just said, get out. <laughs> And, and the vast majority of employment relationships are at will. The law says in most states, including California, you know, if it's just oral, for example, the uh, assumption is it's at will. You, you can have a written contract saying it's not. But here's the deal. You, I think, as they say, your instinct is right. The FBI director, and folks quickly looked into it and determined, yeah, sure enough, the president has a right to fire him at will. However, there are exceptions, for example, if you have an at-will employee and you file that person, fire that person because you don't like their race or their age, then you can't get away with that. They may sue. So similarly, following down this path, people could say, you know what, okay, he was an at-will employee, but we have a theory, and the theory is the president fired him to obstruct justice, and now we're getting evidence coming out in the last couple of days that in the last few days before the firing, Comey asked Deputy Attorney General under Trump for more resources, more prosecutors, more personnel. It's not clear if the president knew about this, and these are unnamed sources saying this, and the DOJ today and yesterday says, no, that didn't happen. But that is the allegation anyway. We know that Comey, according to the Wall Street Journal today, got daily updates on the Russian investigation, not weekly as in the past. So you could concoct a theory that the president, by firing Comey, was really trying to obstruct justice. And interestingly, if you go back to the Watergate President Doug, you know, with all the hoo-ha about, about firing Archibald Cox and so on, and Nixon getting into trouble and Bork coming in and doing it, what people forget is that after Archibald Cox did get fired by Solicitor General Bork, 
Later on, a congressman went to court and sued to overturn the firing, and Judge Gerhard Gesell, one of the Watergate judges, reversed the firing. And so that was an illegal firing of, of Cox. Now, Cox wasn't an at-will employee, so there were issues about whether there really was enough discretion or not. But I think that's enough of a precedent for the Democrats to start thinking about this, especially when, Doug, when you look back at the first hundred days of of the administration, really what the Democrats are most proud of is that they've turned litigation into a real art form. They've thwarted Trump with respect to the travel ban and the sanctuary city stuff in various courts around the country, trial court level, U.S. District Court, up to the appellate uh, courts like the Ninth Circuit. They've used the court. So I wouldn't be surprised if they think about pursuing a suit as you're suggesting, against the firing, saying it was against public policy, it was to obstruct justice. But, of course, on top of that, you got a half a dozen other avenues. You've got congressional committees, the Senate Intelligence Committees getting aggressive, Doug. They have just subpoenaed stuff from General Flynn. They want information uh, about his dealings with Russia. They want documents regarding his phone calls, his emails, his meetings. You've got a, uh, a federal grand jury in Northern Virginia issuing subpoenas the last couple of days for documents pertaining to Flynn. You got the House Congressional Committee as well, and then of course there's a lot of pressure you're going to see for a special counsel to be appointed by the Department of Justice. You know, good luck there because yeah. Trump is going to say, "I don't think that's a good idea." Well, now there's a whole bunch of stuff to to pick through here. Uh, I just I just stumbled upon this notion yesterday. Because we have seen the federal, we, we've got a thousand federal judges at the circuit court level across the country, and you only need one of them to issue an injunction. So, I, you know, if you want to throw another monkey wrench into the works here, using the same logic that the, because clearly the Constitution gives the president the right to set immigration policy on people that are perceived as threats to the nation to ban right. people, but. Uh, a couple of judges said, no, you can't do that because of what you've said previously. So the same uh, dynamic is at play here uh, if somebody wanted to take the case. So it wouldn't surprise me to see somebody go down this road. It may fail, but it wouldn't surprise me to see them try it. Now, let's talk about the special prosecutor. Last night I'm watching the uh, Lester Holt show. And by the way, tonight should be uh, a fascinating interview, if nothing else. Lester Holt is doing a sit-down interview with President Trump. Uh, on NBC News, and then they'll have an extended version of it on the website. That should be interesting. A few things to talk about, to say the least. But uh, uh, Chuck Todd, who hosts Meet the Press, he was uh, he tossed this off last night, and I thought it was fascinating. I wanted to pick your brain on this. Uh, he was saying the Democrats will continue to ask for a special prosecutor because it plays well politically, but they don't really want a special prosecutor because if – you get a special prosecutor. It has to come, first of all, from the Justice Department. Right. So you have no control over how friendly or hostile the special prosecutor will be to your cause if you're a Democrat. Uh, it's likely that Jeff Sessions and or whoever makes the appointment in the Justice Department will find somebody who is inclined to support the president in some way, shape or form. Number one. And number two, when you appoint a special prosecutor, the special prosecutor will uh, combine all of the various uh, branches of this investigation into one super umbrella case and essentially make it go away for a very long time. That's not what the Democrats want. 
Yeah, I think all that makes sense. I think the Democrats, as you say, for the optics, are going to push for one. Maybe they'll get lucky. Maybe they'll get somebody aggressive like Patrick Fitzgerald went after Scooter Libby and so on. And then Leon Jaworski, who replaced Archibald Cox, was so aggressive. But I think ultimately you're right. They would rather have sort of, the, sort of this multi-headed Hydra thing going on where you've got the congressional committees that are that are being pushed. Of course, they're in the minority, the Democrats, but still they can be very loud and they can issue subpoenas. You've got various criminal investigations. Uh, and and you've got court yeah you know, the court cases where judges can get aggressive and individual prosecutors around the country can get aggressive so you're right I think the Democrats want to uh, you know it's all about finding the smoking gun unless something you know. It pokes its head above the sea in terms of, of a smoking gun here, which the Republicans have been saying, give me a break, you've been looking for a year and you haven't found it, then this will be a lot uh, of dust kicked up, but who knows how much it's got in terms of legs. But, you know, the fact that Trump supposedly knew about what Comey was doing uh, is a big deal. I think the bottom line is this, Doug. Right now, Comey knew that his epitaph would read, the guy broke the rules and torpedoed Hillary's campaign. And he doesn't like that. And, and so I think Trump knew that Comey was motivated to rewrite his epitaph to say, this guy was super fair. He took both sides down. And Trump didn't want a guy like that on the job. Whether Trump knows in his heart there's secret smoking gun evidence or not, he didn't want a guy like that pushing this train. Now, let me ask you one last question. In the president's termination letter, he talked about these three private conversations where he was reassured by the FBI director, that he was not the uh, subject of an inquiry. And we don't know whether that happened or not or what was said. But it's my understanding that the FBI director and the president are not supposed to ever talk about investigations. Why would you be having a private back-channel conversation with the president if he's the subject of any inquiry? Yeah, it's it's exactly right. It would be totally inappropriate. Of course, some say Comey's done some inappropriate things. And, you know, when did it happen? You know, between Comey's second and third martini at Mar-a-Lago four weeks ago, you know, people are going to want to ask questions like that. And, and by then, the way, he's been called back to the Senate next week. He's going to be testifying. Exactly. That's, I think the ratings are going to be good for that. Well, one. you know, the strategy here for the Democrats clearly is to Benghazi uh, Russia. The Russia, because, or, or if, if you will, a different metaphor is the uh, WikiLeaks on the Podesta emails was a drip, drip, drip on a daily basis that damaged Hillary Clinton badly because every day there was another bad news story. And, and the Democrats are clearly going to do that with this uh, to damage the Trump presidency. Exactly, and, yeah. and he handed them, he handed them uh, an axe in which to hit himself over the head. No, you're right. And what's going to happen to health reform, repeal and replace, and tax reform? It's all going to be on the back burner, just like during Watergate and Iran-Contra. Nothing happened in nope. terms of Republican total agenda. paralysis. That's what the Democrats are looking at. Hey, thanks so much, Royal, royaloaks.com, as always.